I just still prayed on welcome supercharging business success, where our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is how do you make better hiring decisions? We'll do that in just seven minutes with Scott Drake. Now, Scott's the founder and executive director at Jump Coach, which is a social enterprise on a mission to be make best-in-class leadership training available to everyone who needs it. He's a sought-after consultant and trainer who makes every who made every mistake possible rising through the leadership ranks. After seeing emerging leaders today making the same mistakes, he set out to find a simpler and faster way to hire, to grow leaders, to keep them on board, and he needed a shortcut, and so he invented one. Scott, it's great to have you here, sir. Bill, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. So tell me, who's your ideal client? Yeah, so we work with a lot of small and medium-sized enterprises. Specifically, a lot of times what we're doing right now is in hiring. People are hiring knowledge workers. So I come out of a tech background. So a lot of the mistakes I made were due to the fact that I was hiring knowledge workers who needed to bring their brains to work. So yeah, so if you're hiring problem solvers, uh, people who, who do a lot of knowledge work, then those are typically the managers of those people are who we work with the most. So, and together they share a problem, I'm sure, that you solve. And what is that problem that's shared by these people? Yeah, so the 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 big problem that that one of the big problems that we help solve is how do you make better hiring decisions, right? A, a lot of people wing it, frankly. Like for a long time, you know, we kind of we have our process that's evolved over the years, or collaboratively working together as a team. But you and I may be interviewing the same person, and the best we can do is you know thumbs up, thumbs down. Do we like him? Do we not like him? Right. So a lot of people, you know, are are winging it and. They're thus not making really strategic or, or sometimes good hiring decisions. So what we do is we help them be much more strategic and much more structured in, in, in how they hire and thus make better hiring decisions. So shifting over to the right brain a bit. So okay. what sort of uh, feelings, emotions, symptoms are going on and potentially in our listeners right now that would signal them they got a problem maybe to talk to uh, Scott Drake and his team? Yeah, so they really kind of fall into two different buckets, right? Bucket number one is just outcomes, business outcomes. Are you getting results? Is the team actually productive and delivering the results that it needs to do, right? A lot of times, most management problems go back to either having the wrong people on the bus or the wrong people on the wrong seat, and that's a hiring decision. So a bad hiring decision or a subpar hiring decision has been made at some point in the past that's causing some of these problems today. If you have people who aren't happy, right? Nobody wants to work with unhappy people, right? So part of hiring has to be to say, who will actually enjoy this work? Who will enjoy being here? Who will be happy being on this team? So if you have an unhappy team that doesn't want to be there, that often goes back to hiring decisions. So that's bucket number one, which is really looking at the outcomes. And then number two is just your process. Uh, a lot of times people come to us and they say, you know, we throw these good candidates to, for example, our tech team, and then they eliminate them all. And we don't understand why or how. So there's some problem in their interview process where maybe good candidates are falling out or too many are falling out. And that's becoming much more problematic today than it was five years ago, because now, you know, some companies get a thousand candidates for 10 positions. Now they're getting, you know, 10 candidates for 50 positions, right? So, so they're really, they have to be much more careful to not eliminate and have a lot of what, what are called false negatives to not eliminate those good candidates. So those are the two areas that they really will see problem. I know that uh, you touched on a a little bit on the outcomes. What mistakes do you see uh, hiring managers making, Scott, 
which contributes to the outcomes you're you're identifying here. Yeah, so there's there's really three. The three big ones. Number one, they're not holistic, right? I think uh, what? they're not holistic. Okay. They think about skills. I need these skills, and I can pay X, and that's what I'm going to go do, right? But again, if if you want people who are happy to be there, you have to understand what makes people happy, and then you have to hire for that. Right. So there's extrinsic motivators like pay, but then there's intrinsic motivators like uh, purpose, growth, autonomy. How am I going to feel good about my work and want to show up every day? Right. So the common mistake is to not think about those things or plan for those things or know how to interview for those things. Most people, again, they're winging it. They don't have a scorecard. They don't have a structured interview process. Right. So that's the biggest thing that we do is we help people establish a scorecard. What is a, a measure? Well, give me a little bit more than thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. Let's let's set four different ways that we can think about these candidates and specific two or three things within each of those four pieces that we're really looking for and that we can grade candidates against and we can think about ourselves against. So it's really putting together that scorecard. So it's more than just this winging it, you know, gut feel decisions that we all tend to make. And a lot of times we put up artificial barriers. Like we're really bad in the tech world of putting people through tests that aren't reflective of the work. And Again, we eliminate candidates who we shouldn't be eliminating because we've, we've created these artificial barriers or we have a process that's very adversarial, but our organization culture is very friendly, right? So why do you have a hiring process and an interviewing process that isn't reflective of the culture of your organization? You're not going to attract or keep the right candidates in the, in the pipeline if you're not behaving as your organization. So yeah, so those are some of the big common mistakes. There's a, there's a, we could write a book just on common mistakes that people make, unfortunately, in the hiring process. Well, all the more reason for people to reach out and talk to you and your team, yeah. Scott. Yeah, uh, so what's one single action that our listeners could take maybe even today one thing they could do which would really help them out in this mess they find themselves in yeah so most people start out thinking i need i need someone who can do x i need someone with x y and z skills it's about me right it's about what i need as the manager and the one thing you can do is flip that and to start saying you get to right Candidate that you join my organization, you get to solve this problem, right? You get to help this customer. You get to work with this team. So it starts you thinking about it, not from your perspective as the hiring manager, what do I need? But thinking about it from the perspective of the person who's going to join your team and hopefully be happy and hopefully deliver those results and solve those problems. So it puts you in much more of a sales mindset as opposed to a demanding dictatorial type of a mindset in that, but just that shift of mindset can really help people start to think about hiring in a much more, a much, much better way. I really love that. That's beautiful shift from I need to you'll get beautiful. So I know you've got a fantastic gift lined up to help people solve this hiring issue. So what's the gift Scott and where would they go on your website to get their hands on it? Sure. If you go to a, to jumpcoach.com slash scaleology is, is where we put the link. When we start, when anytime I start looking at a position to hire, we sit down and we go through a 30 question, basically a 30 question, one page assessment is packed onto a page, but it's really about 30 questions that you ask. And it forces people to think in four areas, right? What, again, what are the skills and the things that people need to do? What are, what do we pay? What are extrinsic motivators that we can offer within the intrinsic motivators? How do we really explore what this person will get to do and what's exciting about that and what's interesting about that? And then the, the culture and fit issue. So there's really four facets that it explores, but it, it will help people think through really, what do we need? 
right? Beyond, beyond the, the, the basics, what do we really need? Who's going to be happy? And, and it, it is the foundation answering those questions is the foundation to our building our scorecards, interview processes, everything. So it's a great tool. It's a very useful tool, whether you work with us or you don't work with us, it'll help you understand what are all, all those areas that you need to be thinking about. So yeah, go to the site. There's a PDF you can download and you can look through it. And I think it, hopefully it will open your eyes to some things that maybe you're not thinking about that you need to think about while you're, while you're making these hiring decisions. Excellent. So uh, Scott, look, I told you when you came on my show that I was going to ask you seven questions, but I yep. frankly only had six. So what, what question were you waiting for me to ask? First, what question? And then second, what's the answer to that question you were waiting for? Sure. So so the goal of hiring is to present yourself authentically, right? This is who we are. This is what we need. This is, you know, sometimes it's going to be super challenging. Sometimes it's going to be super basic, but you're at least authentic in how you present yourself. And then to inspire authenticity from the candidates. And when there's a match between you being authentic and the candidates being authentic, whether that authentic match, those are, those are your hiring decisions. So the next question to really ask, a lot of what we talked about today is how do you present yourself authentic, authentically? But the question is, how do you inspire a candidate to be authentic? How do you get them to open up and be truthful in interviews? Because that's one of the things, again, it's really kind of hard. But it goes back to, again, starting with you get to versus I need someone who can, right? And you start looking at it more from the sales side. So a lot of historically interviews have been interrogative, right? That doesn't work anymore, right? You have to, it's, it's, a, it's a collaborative conversation. It's not an interrogation. So you, especially for knowledge workers, people you want to come in and use their brains, you've got to interview them in a way that, that, that is collaborative with them to really explore the opportunity. So that means, you know, have those collaborative con- uh, conversations. Don't put up those tests and artificial barriers to just weed out candidates needlessly. And be more open to what your process is, right? Be open. Like, this is our process. These are our, this is a kind of our scorecard. This is our hiring criteria. This is who we think is going to be successful, right? Don't hide those things. Be open about those things because sometimes what you'll see is you'll see candidates that may look great to you opt out because they can, they can see now what you're looking for and who's successful and they can say, not for me, right? And that's just as valuable for you. And if not more valuable sometimes than, than, you know, having, you know, losing people artificially. So making a bad hire is one of the worst things you can do. So the more authentic you can be, the more authentic they are, then they can sometimes say, this isn't for me. So it's really, how do you inspire that authenticity and authenticity in Canvas is the other big piece. Beautiful. That's fantastic. Scott, thanks very much for sharing that beautiful knowledge with us today. I appreciate it. Our listeners do as well. Bill, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So everybody, look, let's focus on this single fact, and that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of first the owner learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams within your organization, as well as outside resources like Scott Drake right here, available for you right now. So thanks for listening, Scott. Once again, thanks for being here with us. Bill, thanks so much.